you sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six-figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets? In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and day will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention who wins the game online. We are the agents of change who learn to proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman and you're listening to Launch Into Freedom. Welcome back, my friend, to episode number 19 of the Launch Into Freedom podcast, the show for health and wellness coaches who want to create attention for their business and lasting freedom in the process. I'm your host, Michael Hoffman, as usual, and today I'm excited to bring you the interview with Kim O'Rourke. But before we get into the episode and a proper introduction for today's guest, I have an exciting announcement to make. If you listen to some of the latest episodes, you probably know by now that this podcast is growing at a rapid speed, at a speed that I never could have imagined when I started this a few months ago. And you guys seem to love the show. And I can't even tell you how grateful I am for each and every one of you who is tuning in week over week to listen to me talk. And I want you to know that I don't take it for granted that you invest your time and your attention to listen to me. and. It's my mission to keep bringing you all the value, all the insights and my knowledge, not only from myself, but also from more expert guests. You know, I'm an expert when it comes to Facebook ads and Instagram ads and YouTube ads. And I also bring a lot of marketing knowledge to the table with me. But you need more. If you want to grow your health and wellness coaching business, you need more insights. You need deeper knowledge. You need to hear from the actual experts of all aspects of running and marketing a successful health and wellness business. Because there are so many people out there who know so much more than I do about outsourcing, about hiring, about Facebook groups, about email marketing, and so many other topics. And I would do you a disservice by not bringing them on the show. So the big announcement is, drumroll please. From next week on, the Launch Into Freedom podcast will come to you every Tuesday and every Thursday with brand new episodes. Every Tuesday morning, I will come on here and bring you a quick tip, hack, or an actionable strategy that you can implement in your business right away. And every Thursday morning, as usual, I will bring on an expert guest for a deep dive interview and who will bring you all the value bombs. Sounds like a good deal, right? So starting next week, that's Tuesday, June 1st, you can listen to a new Launch Into Freedom episode twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Lots of good stuff happening over here. Another exciting thing that I'm currently working on is that I'm currently preparing a new live virtual three-day workshop that will happen from June 14th to June 16th. That is Monday through Wednesday. This will be a free virtual event with live trainings over three days, all about the tips and the tricks, how you as a health and wellness coach can build your email list using Facebook ads with your dream clients only. 
The keyword here is dream clients because a lot of people can build their email lists with cheap leads, bad leads, people who don't open your emails, people who are not engaging with you. The keyword is here that we want to use Facebook ads to attract only our dream clients. It is called the Paid Ads Attraction Workshop, Run Successful Facebook Ads to Attract Your Ideal Clients. And it's a three-day workshop. So when I say workshop, I mean it. It won't be this traditional teacher-student training where I tell you some things and then you can go implement it or not. You watch the video and then you go your own way. This is more of a work with me event where I'm going to guide you through the process of attracting your ideal clients with Facebook and Instagram ads, with daily assignments and homework on top. So if you want to learn all of my Facebook ads, attraction and messaging hacks in this free virtual three-day workshop from June 14th to 16th, you can already sign up for it at go.launchintofreedom.co forward slash attraction workshop. That's go.launchintofreedom.co forward slash attraction workshop. All one word. And I'm also going to post a link, obviously, in the show notes of this episode. So you can just go there and grab the link from there. All right, let's jump into today's interview with Kim O'Rourke. Kim is an expert marketer for small businesses, and she brings 31 years of marketing experience to the table. She's also the host of the Climbing to the Top podcast, where she shares marketing, mindset, and astrology insights for your business. I already had the honor to be a guest on her podcast as well. And I have to tell you, the insights Kim is sharing on her show are fascinating, to say the least. So definitely head over to Apple Podcasts, search for Climbing to the Top, and give her podcast a subscribe and download a couple episodes, listen to it, because I think a lot of us can find major takeaways in the episodes there. Obviously, I'm going to post a link to the podcast in the show notes as well. Kim teaches all aspects of marketing to coaches, consultants, course creators, and B2B professional service providers so that they can go on to be recognized as the leader in their field and enjoy both financial freedom and the freedom to spend time with their family and on the things that they love doing. I love this message because this fits exactly what the Launch Into Freedom podcast is all about as well. She offers real-world, fun, practical tuition, advice, and tactics pulled from her, as I said, 31 years experience as a professional marketer, both in the corporate world with household name clients and through helping her clients in the small business world build six and seven figure businesses. I was so excited for this interview as I know Kim from one of the mastermind programs I'm a part of and I knew that she will bring all the value bombs to the podcast. We chat about the parallels between traditional marketing like TV and print and the new world digital marketing and how you can use the old school marketing principles for your business today. We also get into the importance of a strategically structured marketing plan and why every health and wellness business needs to have one of these. Kim then also shares the four layers of every successful marketing plan and how you can get started today to create your personal marketing plan for your business that eliminates all the overwhelm that usually comes with this big word marketing. And I'll give you a little spoiler before we jump in here you won't have to post on Instagram four times a day. <laughs> All right, my friend, without further ado, this is Kim O'Rourke on the Launch Into Freedom podcast.
All right, welcome back to the Launch Into Freedom podcast. With me today is Kim O'Rourke, a good friend of mine. I had the honor to be on her podcast in the past, and now we finally found the time for her to be a guest on my podcast. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Michael. Hello. It's great to be here across different time zones. Yeah, it's, it's weird. We have a, uh, an ocean in between us, but Kim is sitting in the UK. We are here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. But to start things off, Kim, you are a marketing expert for a long time now. Why don't you tell us a little bit how you became that marketing expert? What's your what's your background story? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, as a summary, I've been a marketer for 31 years, uh, which is quite a long time by anybody's standards. I spent, I kind of fell into marketing, really. I didn't know, it wasn't a, a career choice when I left school and college, although I did business studies and marketing at college, uh, but found myself in a marketing role, not knowing anything about it. In fact, my very first job title was advertising and sales promotion assistant. And I knew nothing about advertising or sales promotion or what the difference was. (laughs) And that, that was way back when. And since then, I've spent a long time in the corporate world. So I spent 10 years corporate world climbing up the ladder I do now know what the difference is between advertising and sales promotion. You'll be pleased to know. Uh, I took my marketing exams. I, I kind of fell in love with it. To me, marketing is a mixture of both psychology and it's a numbers game. I'm not really a maths person, but it's you You can put things out, you can test them and get the results, but it is, it's a mixture of psychology as well. So I spent 10 years climbing my way up the ladder in the corporate world. I went from junior to senior roles, working on some huge household names and global household names as well. So that gave me some really, really good grounding. And when I started my marketing career, there was no digital world. It was all traditional marketing. It was all physical marketing. And even down to the fact that I had to go to printers to check stuff on press because you couldn't, there was no email that didn't really exist. <laughs> so um, there was a lot I learned traditionally and with physical stuff. And it, you learn your trade doing that. And I learned at the coalface and I fell over a lot and I made a lot of mistakes and, you know, but that gets better over time. So after 10 years, I then broke out of corporates and I went into training marketing within a large corporate. And that led me into teaching marketing to the small business world. It was a bit of a hop, skip and a jump. So I've been coaching and teaching and training the small business world for 21 years now. And yeah, I've learned a lot over those those other 21 years. I've probably learned more in the second couple of decades in the first decade, because it's more hands-on, I think, with small businesses. Every dollar, every pound that you spend really matters. Whereas in the corporate world, if they lose a few thousand, it doesn't really matter very much, but it's a bit more life and death in the small business world. So yeah, I've, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. I never specialized in any particular area of marketing, which is actually paid massive dividends because I've got huge experience across all aspects of marketing, which which really helps now when I when I train and help people. 
That is really interesting because usually you hear all those marketing experts talk about you have to niche down to actually be successful and to get started and to get the best results. And you started out very broad. Like, what's your opinion on that, that you have to niche down to be successful, especially as a, a marketing expert? I would still do that. <laughs> it's just that the way that my career has worked out that marketing covers a lot of subjects and I never specialized in any of those particular subjects. But when you're a client or with your own business, niching down is always going to set you way above everybody else. So the way I work now, I have a broad brush set of knowledge with marketing. I can draw on lots of knowledge. I guess my expertise is in the strategy and planning side and getting that in place for any small business, whether it's one person starting out or a team of two or three people. And part of that strategic side is actually developing your niche. And with any small business, any professional in business for themselves, setting your niche and knowing which area that you want to become the expert in and become the go-to person in will set you way higher than every other of your competitors. It's, I hear this quite a lot that people are, are scared of narrowing down and they're scared of narrowing down because they're scared of missing out on a whole bunch of people. And actually, if we're in business for ourselves, we can't deal with everybody out there. <laughs> Even the likes of McDonald's, if you think about what they do, they do niche down. They, they have a niche that they, they specialize in and, and they dominate that niche. And you and I can dominate that niche, our own niche successfully, but we need to know what that is. So yeah, even I have a niche, <laughs> even though my knowledge is broad, I niche down in, into a, a particular sector and I would definitely recommend it to any business owner in business for themselves. Really, it makes your marketing so much easier and sets you apart from everybody else. They don't say the niches aren't the riches for no reason. Uh, or the riches aren't in niches. There you go. Or niches if you're in the UK. Niches, yeah. <laughs> um, so you've been around the marketing world for, you said, 31 years almost now. Um, you have seen both sides of the marketing world offline and online or traditional marketing and the new age marketing. So the first question would be, how would you say the marketing in general, when you see both sides, has changed over the last 25 years? And then also, what elements and what skills and tactics were you actually able to translate from that traditional marketing world to the new age with internet marketing, emails, direct response online? So how's the marketing world changed? I mean, the biggest change is... You know what you've just said. It, we've moved into a digital age. When I started out, it didn't exist. Computers didn't exist. I mean, they may have done in some big government organization, but for mere mortals like the rest of us, they didn't exist. So everything was on was on paper, literally. When I when I started out, and the traditional marketing were things like or um, channels were TV advertising, radio advertising, direct mail sales promotion and, and the uh, print advertising as well. And you, the agencies, the advertising agencies fell into different camps. So you got advertising agencies and they, uh, they dealt purely with advertising. And then you got 
direct marketing agencies and sales promotion agencies, sometimes they mixed, sometimes they, they were separate. They were called above and below the line agencies. Do you know what the difference is between above and below the line? This is no, never not a well-known. Well, it's quite in the marketing world, it's quite common. So any advertising is called above the line and any direct mail, sales promotion, anything like that is called below the line. And the reason for it is in the old days, this is going back a little while, when agencies, advertising agencies invoiced their clients, they would invoice for the advertising on one part of the invoice because they had to pay a commission to the advertising standards authorities, which is a, a regulatory body. And because they had to charge that little commission, they had to put that above the line on the invoice. And then the direct mail and the sales promotion costs, which, you know, letters and free gifts and whatever, you didn't have to pay a commission. So they went below a literal physical line. They went below the line <laughs> on the invoice. And that, that's where that term came from. So above the line and below the line are marketing terms. And these days it doesn't happen like that, but... <laughs> it's still referred to as above the line and below the line. And then you get through the line. So there you go. That's an interesting fact. So, so in the old days, everything used to be separated out. And then it started amalgamating into through the line agencies. So agencies saw the power of, well, actually, if we handled both the advertising and the direct mail, so we could send letters out and support that with the creative that's going on the TV ads, that becomes very powerful. So that was back then, and everything that surrounded that was all out of reach of the average small business. And what's happened with the digital age, the digital age came in, um, first of all, it was, for marketing purposes, it was just used by the big agencies. And that's really coincided with when the agencies blended into one agency. So these days, you don't tend to get the specialists, they're all in one. And then as the technology moved on, it became completely accessible to the likes of you and me and all our listeners that we can now ac access the same tools that the big agencies used to have sole access to. Okay, they look a bit different, but we can now access our audience very easily and very quickly. So all of our tools, whether it be uh, funnel technology or email um, technology through one of the software or booking appointments or whatever, all the all those pieces of software have now become completely accessible and affordable to any small business owner at all. So over the last 25, 30 years, that shift going from the marketing techniques of advertising and sales promotion and direct marketing and so on was all just belonged to the big business has now become available to the small business. So we can all immediately advertise. We could use direct mail, but actually we've got email these days. We can do sales promotion if we like. So we can do all of these things at a completely affordable rate. So that accessibility has completely changed and it's completely changed the landscape of the marketing world. How much of that is a good thing? I'm just going to throw a slight spanner in the works because I think the traditional big businesses understood marketing. And with this technology that has moved, it's moved at quite a pace. So it's sort of come up and grabbed us, small business community, pretty much by the scruff of the neck. And unless you happen to be a marketeer, you're going, oh, 
well, there's all this technology, but I don't know how to use it. So I need to do some of this and some of that and some of the other. And it's not always, it doesn't always work to the benefit just because the knowledge, the knowledge base hasn't caught up. So I think that's the difference. And where you're asking about what you can learn from the big business and the the big business world and the agency world is that, and this is what I try and teach all the time, that the fundamentals of marketing stay exactly the same. Whether you are running a multi-billion pounds, multinational or global organization, or it's you trying to attract customers or clients in your local area, the fundamentals stay precisely the same. And and that's what you can draw down from the big business into the small business world. That's the knowledge that all small businesses need. You mentioned something very interesting here. Um, you said that the technology and like the whole marketing world moved so fast that small businesses kind of seem to be overwhelmed because they don't have that knowledge base um, when it comes to the tech and when it comes to the strategies, like they are not marketers, they're not advertisers, they never learned that. And I think that is also one of the big reasons why, especially solopreneurs and, and small business owners, and our audience has a lot of health coaches, a lot of wellness coaches, people who work by themselves most of the time are kind of scared when it comes to the term marketing. It's like this massive word, this big word. And I think a lot of times there comes a lot of overwhelm with it. You alluded uh, to it a little bit that the tech is, a re is the reason, but why do you think that a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of professionals are still so scared to do marketing for themselves, although they know that it's very necessary for their business and actually to grow? Yeah, marketing is completely necessary to grow. It's uh... It's the lifeblood to any business. I think that there are three pillars to a business and you, you've got your operational side, the stuff that you do. You've got the financial side because you need to manage that. And then you've got the marketing. But unless you have marketing bringing in your clients, the other two are a bit redundant, <laughs> really. So yeah, marketing is, is massively important. And I get that people are scared. I think they're scared because, yeah, it is a huge subject. It covers so many areas. and it probably has this word expensive attached next to it. So people don't really know what they should be focusing on and when. And if I take a step back for a moment, which might help everybody to understand that with marketing, people think marketing is the doing, the getting out there with Facebook ads or getting out there with their blog posts or getting out there with the social media. And those are marketing activities. But if we, if we take a step back from that and start with what marketing actually is, and it's three words or four words, if you like, and that is identifying your customer, anticipating what they want, and then satisfying what they want and making a profit. I mean, that's the official definition of marketing, and it's pretty much the same across the, the world. The words change change slightly across the definitions, but it's the three things. You need to know who your target market is. You need to find out what it is that they want, and then you give it to them. That's basically all that, that means. So if you can think in marketing just in those terms, who, who's my customer? And get to know them really well. And 
what is it that they want? What are they asking for? How can I help them do that? How can I give it to them? And I need to put money in my bank. I need to make a profit. And if you can think from that place and then go, okay, well, in order to reach them and give them what I want, what's the best ways that I can use to do that, given the budget that I have to do it? And you might say, well, actually, all my people are, all my my tribe, my target markets, they're all on LinkedIn or they're all in Facebook groups, or they're all over on Instagram, or they're all in this health club over there and they don't actually go on social media. Once you know, once you've identified your client group, and I really mean identify, that means digging deep into them, that gives you the answers as to where they are, where they are online and where they are offline. And when you can establish that, the rest of it, kind of falls into place because you know how to reach them and you know what to say to them. And if you start from that point all the time, it immediately gets rid of the overwhelm. And that doesn't cost anything to do at all. It's more thinking and time. But that makes the difference with the the knock-on effects of the activities that you do. And that's where I think a lot of the a lot of the solopreneurs or health and wellness coaches struggle with that. They think, okay, I know who my target audience is because I know they are female in their 40s and they hang out on Instagram. But that's something that we always try to hammer into people's brains that customer research is way more. We have to get way more detailed. It's way too competitive out there right now to just rely on sole demographics. It's interesting, the four pillars you mentioned that define marketing, identifying anticipation, satisfaction, and profit. It's interesting because they all build on each other, right? Yeah, they do. Like one doesn't work without the other. You can't anticipate what your client wants if you don't know who your client is. You can't make a profit if you don't satisfy what the client or what your audience wants. So it's, it's really interesting. And it always comes back to know who your customer is, know who you want to work with, and anticipate what they want and what they need. That is really interesting. So you you mentioned a little bit that there is so much out there. We talked a lot about overwhelm and that it's really scary when it comes to marketing. And some entrepreneurs out there think that Facebook or just running Facebook ads or just posting on Instagram is marketing. And first, I have my own opinion on that, but I want to hear your opinion about that. <laughs> then also, okay, let's, let's go with that question first because I have another one, a follow-up question, which um, probably needs its own time. So is it just Facebook and Instagram? No, it's not. <laughs> I Actually, I did my own podcast recently about choosing marketing channels that are right for you. And I, I sat and counted them up before I recorded the podcast. And I came up with 45 different channels that you could use for putting your message out there to reach your market. Okay, not all of them are going to be relevant. But the... <sighs> There are a lot of activities out there. Facebook and Instagram advertising is just one or two channels, depending on whether you... Well, I would split them out because they're actually different audiences on on Facebook and Instagram. So I would count that as two channels. But yeah, 45 channels, and that's just 45. And I think I maybe counted that before Clubhouse appeared on the scene. So it's going to go up all the time. As our technology develops and as new ways to reach people develops, 
that number will increase. But it's, you know, 45 to 50 ways of just top level ways of reaching our people. No, it's not. It's not just about advertising. <laughs> there's a there's a lot more we can choose from. It's, it's down to two things. Well, there's quite a lot of things. But if I was to narrow it down, if you pinned me against the wall and said choose, it's down to how much money have you got to spend on your marketing, really? And where are your target market? Where, where's your tribe of people? And this comes down to identifying them. And if you know where they are, then you can reach them. Let's just say you've got a pot full of money and we can go and advertise on TV. I know that knocks out most of us, <laughs> solopreneurs, like probably 99.9% of us, but let's just pretend we had a big old budget and we could go and advertise on TV. Well, even when we looked at TV and we looked at all the channels available on TV, the cable channels or the streaming channels, uh, what do they call the sort of the main country channels? So we've got BBC in the UK and ITV. So we've got those main channels as well. But you'll get down to, okay, well, where's the audience on which of those channels? And then what programs are they watching? Because even if myself and my teenage daughter watched BBC, she doesn't because she's 14. But if we watched the same TV channel, we would watch entirely different programs. So if they're targeting her as opposed to me, they need to be in her programs and so on. And I know that sounds very obvious, but it's those kind of things that we have to think about. It's always down to understanding who your customer is. There's a lot of stuff out there we can choose from. Absolutely. And I think because you mentioned it earlier that we need to figure out what we should focus on based on one, our strengths, and then also where our, our customers and our clients are, in this case, online. And why do you think is it, is it actually important to have like a structured plan when it comes to your marketing, even when you're just a small business? Yeah, incredibly so. This is one of the big mistakes that I see. And when I get asked, why isn't my marketing working? That tends to be a bit of a summary of the question, but I get asked a lot, why is my marketing not working? And I observe it happening is that people will fly in, businesses will fly in to just get on and do marketing. And I put my do in inverted commas because they'll go out and say, right, okay, I've got this business. I really need to be out there. People need to see me. So I need to get out on social media and I'm going to post some posts. And all oh, this Facebook advertising malarkey looks like a good thing to do. And yeah, I could set up on that and I could do one of Michael's courses and I could <laughs> get going on that. And oh, Instagram is telling me to boost my successful posts. Oh, I could, I could boost my post. And oh, you know, I ought to set up a podcast and all these things. And when you start doing all of that and you just go and do the doing, it is like, and it's an analogy I use um, quite a lot, actually. It's like putting roof tiles on a house that doesn't exist. So if you had a roof tile in your hand and you went to put it on a building that literally did not exist, that roof tile is going to drop and break into a thousand pieces if you try to let go of it. And in fact, I did try this once. I was giving a talk many moons ago and I was in the hotel conference suite demonstrating this with an actual roof tile. And I dropped it and it actually broke into a thousand pieces <laughs> on the hotel carpeted floor. <sighs> Never mind, live and learn. So um, but if you put that roof tile on a house that didn't exist, that roof tile will drop. 
so you need a structure underneath all of those activities. Your roof tiles are your marketing activities. They're the last thing that you come to. You need a structure underneath. So marketing is always going to start with digging a hole in the ground. So that's all your strategic stuff. So who am I? Who's my target market? What are my strengths and weaknesses? Why are they coming to me? What niche am I going to be working in? My research, I need to be looking at that. Where do I stand against my competitors? What do they specialize in? What am I specializing in? Why am I different? Why are they different? And all of these things, what are my budget? So you do all of that stuff. So that creates your your foundational work. Once you've got your foundations of your building, of your marketing, then you can start getting this structure and say, okay, well, given all of that, I can now create this plan to go and meet these people where they are. I can I can put my message to them because I've understood all of that because I've done this strategic work. Strategic work all sounds a bit fanciful. It's not. It's just the thinking. Like, which direction am I putting my marketing in? That's all that is. So you build the structures around it. And then when you've got your structures, your walls in place, and you've got your, your roof girders in place, then you can start putting your roof tiles on. And then that becomes easy at that stage because you've planned out this building from your foundational work, your foundational work and your, your structures. So you, you know what this building is going to look like. Obviously, part of that is some plans and some drawings. That makes it then easy to decide on those marketing activities that you're going to put as your roof tiles. But let's just say you part of your foundational work is knowing what you want to achieve with your business. And this is so important. So any health and wellness coaches, any anybody out there, it doesn't matter what sector you're in, you need to understand where you want to take your business. If you want a huge skyscraper version of a business and you want to take it globally and worldwide, you need to be setting up your marketing structures and in an entirely different way to somebody who says, well, actually, it's fine. All I want is a business to just bring me in a, a secondary income so that we can pay for holidays. That, that's a different, a different style of marketing. We might use the same channels fundamentally are the same tools, but what you do and how much you spend is going to be different on your small, what I call garden shed style business, as opposed to the big skyscraper business and everything in the middle. And if you can spend some time doing all that, sorry, go just going back, the roof tiles on both of those buildings are going to be different. So the marketing for each is going to be different. The roof tile that you might put on a garden shed or it'd be roof felt, you wouldn't put that on a skyscraper for instance, and they cost differently as well. So understanding all of that helps get your marketing going in the right direction with the right structures around it. And also once once you have got that structure and plan in place, you save yourself time, money, effort, all of those things. And you start seeing results because you've got something to measure your results against as well. Marketing is a lot about testing and measuring, but if all the other things are correct, as far as you know, based on good research, going in the right direction, you save yourself a fortune in time, money and effort. It makes a massive difference to, to every business. Totally agreed. It's absolutely essential to actually do the research and have a foundation before we actually jump into these, these platforms. To, to finish things off here, um, 
What would you say when a solopreneur is just starting out with their business, maybe has a limited budget, not a lot of time on their hands, maybe they still work a nine to five and just try to get their business going? What would you advise them to get started with like a marketing plan or a marketing structure? And yeah, just get more structure and order into their overall marketing strategy. Yes, is the short answer. <laughs> so yeah, I would spend some time planning out, but I would, before you do that, excuse me, I would concentrate on probably three things. If you don't have much time to spend and you do need to get going, the three things I would concentrate on is, guess what? <laughs> who, who your customer is, who's your target market? Spend some time. It is false economy, not researching your target market. There's lots of free resource around. There's loads of stuff online. I did a survey recently. I survey my audience every single year. And I did a survey recently. This is how easy this is. And it's free. You can create a survey on Google Sheets and you send the link out to wherever your target market is. Mine happens to be a lot on LinkedIn. So I put it there. And I ask people to anonymously fill the survey out. So I've got a lot of responses and a lot of good data that helps me plan my programs, my workshops, my courses, and the help that I can give to my audience. So false economy, not to do your market research. Market research stops you second guessing. It gives you confidence. And for any business owner starting out, you want confidence. You, you want to know that you're giving your audience what they want. It comes back to the definition of marketing. It's identifying and anticipating. It's finding out what they want. So do that market research. Concentrate on knowing who your customer. That is absolutely key because then you're messaging to them. That's the second thing. Your messaging to them can be really tightly engineered, I guess is the, is the right word. It, it, you know, Copywriting is a whole subject in itself. Writing for ads, writing content for your blogs or wherever. We need to make sure that that resonates with our audience. And when we're starting out and we don't know what that is, we could guess, which is frustrating at best when we start putting that out and won't get you the results. But if you spend some time finding out, you can tailor your messaging. So all these tie in. So getting your messaging right. So that comes back to your research and looking on things like Google Trends and Ask the Public on all these sites will help you as well. And in there as well is understanding your niche. What niche are you concentrating on? And don't be scared to get that as tight as you can. And if you can get those three things right, so get your customer pinned down, identify the niche that you want to work in. The niche I would say is the coming together of three things. So there's a very quick mini masterclass is your perfect target audience and their particular problem that you want to deal with and the solution that you are prepared to give. And I say that because we can all, we're all skilled and talented in our jobs and we could deliver our talents, our skills in lots of different ways, but we may be better, our solution may be better in one particular area. So for instance, marketing, I could go and do the marketing for people. I could go into one of my clients and I could run their marketing. I actually don't want to. I can do it. I'm very good at it and I get great results. I don't want to do that. I love teaching. That's where my zone of genius is, if you like. So 
your niche becomes a melding of those three things. So if you can understand that, that doesn't cost you anything to do. It may take a few hours to to figure out, but it's not really a heavy on time. But if you can get those three things figured out and write yourself a plan, even if it's just for three months and follow that plan and then measure against it, and then you can start making tweaks and moving forward. There's time to go on the big marketing programs, the ones that teach you or the coaching programs. There's, you know, you can get lots of free help on marketing to help you plan your marketing, but I would focus on those three things to get going. Awesome. That's perfect. Thanks so much for laying this all out for us. I learned so much on this episode. Like I work in marketing and like a lot of that stuff, like I haven't heard ever before. So if my audience wants to learn more about you and maybe also learn more about how to strategically plan their marketing. Um, where can they find out more? Probably three best places. I've got my own podcast. So I get an episode out every week and I deep dive into a particular marketing subject and that's called um, Climbing to the Top podcast. Or my website is Kim O'Rourke Marketing. So that's quite easy. And it's Kim O'Rourke. It's got a second R in O'Rourke. <laughs> So Kim O'Rourke Marketing, I guess you'll put it in the show notes. And I've actually got a marketing planning webinar coming up where I'm teaching people how to plan their marketing. That is, it's under a bit.ly link because they're a lot easier. So there's bit.ly forward slash capital K, capital R, capital M, and then underscore three steps webinar. And that's capital T, capital S, capital W. So KRM underscore three steps webinar. And in that, I that's on the 17th of June, I think. So, um, and that's on teaching people how to plan their marketing. And full disclosure, I will be telling people how to work with me a bit closer on a long, more long-term basis afterwards. But that is, I give lots of value when I go on any of my free webinars and so on. So three places. No doubt about that. And as you said, I'm going to link everything all the links that you just mentioned in the show notes, everything that we mentioned during the episode, I'm going to put that all in the show notes. Kim, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, again, learned so much. Thanks for, for bringing all the value to the show. You're very, very welcome. Thanks so much. I hope I see you guys in the next episode. See you soon. All right, all right, all right. Thanks so much for listening in on this week's episode of the Launch Into Freedom podcast. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you a health, wellness, or fitness expert who uses Facebook and Instagram ads to promote your offer? And are you sometimes struggling with low click-through rates and inconsistent results? Then you will love this brand new training I just released for free. It's called the Magnetic Facebook Ads Blueprint. And in there, I will show you the seven steps we use in our agency, but also for our clients and students to create highly clickable Facebook and Instagram ads copy and creatives that not only draw in your ideal customer, but actually convert them into leads and sales. Just go to launchintofreedom.co and get free access to the training. That is launchintofreedom.co for your free magnetic Facebook ads blueprint.